Hi, this is Cutter Garsha. I play the voices of Torn and Jinx in the Jack and Daxter series. I'm here to tell you that you're listening to Jacked, the Jack and Daxter podcast. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to Jack, to the Jack and Daxter podcast. This is episode 19. I'm Cherry. I'm Gabinetto. I'm a very sleepy CJ. <laughs> yes, CJ. Did, when did you wake up? Like half an hour ago? No, um, I've actually had some real bad insomnia the last couple days. I've maybe slept an hour since I got off work at 4.30. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Well, thank you for showing up for this. Ah, uh, it's all good. Yeah, let, let us know if you pass out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll be fine. <laughs> I'm, I'll just crash later on, today. Oh, Fair God. enough. Well, today we have got news and updates which is involving a new video of a deleted cutscene that has surfaced recently. Ooh, then we've got boy. our <laughs> then we've got our area by area. We're on the Golem Myers Citadel. We've got to free the sages and then we'll be catching up with what's happening in the Jack and Dexter fandom over the past two weeks. Amen. Oh, uh, we have a fourth guest, guys. Um Basil has decided to join us. Who is Basil? Um oh he's the cutest, most a lovely cat you've ever seen oh oh your cat i see well that's just perfect <laughs> <laughs> that was quick Love puns <laughs> i don't know what we're gonna do for the jack joke later i suppose that's gonna be it's right here right now <laughs> sorry jesse <laughs> okay so first in news and updates the uncovered cutscene. It was posted on January the 26th of 2021 by Luminar Light on YouTube. We'll discuss the cutscene itself and our thoughts on it, as well as listeners' opinions, and then we'll talk about how the publisher of the video got their hands on it in the first place. So, in this brand new cutscene, unreleased, it says it opens with Gola and Maya looking out towards Sandover Village thoughtfully amid conferring over how to deal with Jack and Dexter to make sure they don't get too close to the northern operations. Maya doubts they'll get that far, but if they do, a surprise will be awaiting for them in Rock Village. Gull asks if she's going to let Claw out of his cage, and Maya confirms it's worth the risk. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Drama. Yes. So we'll start with the listener voice notes. So this voice note is from Harl. He actually does a good job of describing what's in the deleted cutscene as well as his own opinion at the end. So I will just play that one. So this cutscene is an interesting case. It's one of the few significant pieces of cut content to be found and usually it's just a mix of testing areas or beta versions of well-known levels. The cutscene itself would have been a very interesting addition to the game and I believe it would have been seen upon the player's exit of Misty Island, giving some context to the upcoming part of the game in Rock Village. Either way, it probably never made it because the first game isn't known for its in-the-face story progression, which is instead usually told through the environment. So it'd be pretty out of place to have there in the first place. Oh my god, this guy sounds like the French Whisperer. Doesn't he just have a very distinct <laughs> tone of voice? Oh my gosh, he is serving that ASMR realness. <laughs> exactly. I'd be very interested to see the exact, exact process of extracting uh, an unused cutscene like this. Because I, I typically watch your uncut 
uh, content channels for video games. I like to watch those mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, but it, you, they just kind of like show what was unused, not actually how they did it. Yeah, they like they mentioned something about they had to type in the exact video name into a program or something in the description of the video, but I just had no idea what they were on about, so I just sort of summarized. They must have known it already existed then if they were, like, searching for something specific. Oh, yeah, like, um, we'll talk about it after this next, after our thoughts on the cutscene, but they did include some of how they got it, just not in depth. And I just want to say, this is kind of way off topic, too. This stuff always fascinates me. Like, um, th- I don't know if you guys ever heard of it. There's a an alien game, Aliens Colonial Mar- Marines. And um, it's an awful... Never heard of that. It's an awful, terrible... You know, it's like the Xenomorph Aliens. Um, like oh. Alien vs. Predator. Um, those aliens. Um, and it's a terrible, awful game. The AI is... Uh, scattershot it's an awful thing but apparently a programmer savvy person went into the game's code in like 2018 or something and found that there was a typo like a a semicolon that was in the wrong place and they deleted the semicolon and that apparently drastically improved the game's ai oh yeah Yeah, it's just one little little configuration like that that can fix a whole game game Hmm. well should we i mean uh, should we play yeah. the second voice note now? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. This second one is from Dom. I thought this one was a funny one, so I wanted to include it. I shall play that one now. I think it's really awesome that there is an unused cutscene within the Precursor Legacy, because it's not a game I usually hear about having any kind of lost or unused content. One thing in particular I find really funny, though, is Maya herself. Like, I don't know if her and Gull are supposed to be, like, really old characters, or they just look kind of old because the Dark Eagle warped them so much. But, regardless, I can't help but feel like Naughty Dog purposely made, or was trying to make Maya kind of sexy, sort of, because she has, like, really tight curves, she has, like, widened hips, she has exposed cleavage with her, with her breasts, and when the camera pans behind her during that unused cutscene, you can clearly see the top half of her ass cheeks and her ass crack are exposed. So, uh, rated E, everybody. Just funny how rated E had a whole different meaning back in the early 2000s compared to rated E in this day and age. <laughs> now I am currently trying to figure out Maya's, Golan Maya's age. I don't know if it's ever stated. Oh. I did like his point, like, that is something I noticed when I was watching that deleted cutscene, is that Maya's dress, the way she's dressed, is very, very revealing, and that that was what I noticed when they panned out with her butt crack. I thought, is she wearing a thong? It's just, it's very revealing. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I don't really know what to say. It's, yeah, she's, it's just kind of like your, your, your female warrior that has like somewhat armor on that doesn't actually help at all <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I've, I've seen it on other female uh warrior types or whatnot i mean can we talk about the amazons from justice league Ugh. <laughs> yeah there you go looking at when i look at her now i feel like i'm just numb to the way that they dress the characters in the jack games now like that is just standard 
But the butt crack was a bit above or below even their standard. Because the cutscene definitely doesn't look finished. Maybe it was just because they hadn't finished rendering it and finished fully animating it yet. <laughs> what, she didn't have time to pull up her pants? <laughs> this is not a dog we're talking about. And like you said, there's a history of this in this franchise. And it looks like it began all the way back in the first game. Mm, yeah, mind, I don't think they've ever been as bad as Maya's character design since the first game. Like, oh even gosh. though even though they get edgier with the next game, they never go to that level. It's really weird too, because you were talking about their ages. I mean, Gaul definitely seems like he's much older. It could just be the dark ego, but um, mm. it almost seems like there's like a big brother, little sister thing going on. Well, they are brother and sister. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. A big brother, little sister, like little little. Like I'm not. I'm not little, oh little. yeah. Could you imagine if she was the older one? That would blow my mind. I like mm. to think they're like in their 30s, like early 30s, but the dark eco mm-hmm. makes them look like 20 years older in a way. Just color of hair. Mm. Well, that's the thing. Gold looks like crap, but I mean, Maya, what is she? I mean, she just looks blue now, but other than that, she looks fine. She doesn't have the same, she doesn't have a robotic arm. She doesn't have like the heaving, like coughs and whatnot. Though mm. Gaul was the Dark Eco Sage, so maybe he had more exposure than her. Yeah, that's probably what it was. I'd really mm. like to see... Uh, I doubt it's actually in any game files, but I would like to see Gaul and Maya without uh, their transformed look. What they looked like originally. <gasps> yes. I feel like that would look interesting. That would be so interesting. Yeah. It would... It would have been cool if they had built up maybe the mystery of Gaul a little bit more. Maybe we got maybe we had gotten to see what he looked like originally. That way we didn't really know that he was the bad guy that we saw in the beginning. Mm. Even though they don't outright tell you that, I always kind of assumed it as a kid. And then when we got to Volcanic Crater, I'm like, oh, I was right. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. It is it is a good cutscene though. Like I don't think it seems redundant or unnecessary. It adds to the narrative. Mm-hmm. I just it gives more flesh to the world building, so I don't get why they cut it. Like it's not even that long. Yeah, and it's also the only time we get to hear Claw's name in the entire game. The, the only way that we even know that Claw, Claw's name is, I think it says, defeat Claw under his precursor or a uh, power cell that you get from him. Yeah, the warrior is just like that monster. Mm. That guy. I think he only calls him monster. I don't think he calls him Claw. Yeah, that's a good point because he would have—he'd have no idea what his name was, would he? I was—I—I I forgot. I—I I forgot. I made this one point. I—I I, I wonder if they didn't use this uh, cutscene, maybe because they were gonna have Golemaya actually kind of somewhat stalk Jack and Dexter through their uh, adventure, and then <laughs> pick up pick pick up the uh, the sages along the way just after the like done with the level. It's like, all right, well, he's out of here, so let's grab that guy. But I wonder if maybe that was like maybe somewhat of a last idea. That would have made it so much more creepy if you just if they got a sense that they were being followed all the time. Ooh, yeah. I mean, I mean they could they didn't even have to do a full cutscene like this. They could have just had maybe had like the floating feet in the background, <laughs> or the camera could have panned out a little bit. You know, you could have seen them both and. You could have, oh, very interesting. What do you think, my sister? Mwahaha. Look at me and my evil stare. That would have worked. 
that's I think they missed a trick there. Evil people doing evil things. Mm. Yeah, I mean, because I I made this is my first point when I like the first time I saw this cutscene, I'm like, why wasn't this in the game? Golemaya essentially disappear from the narrative and the game until it's time for them to reappear again in Volcanic Crater. Mm. That is a good point. It is it is a big gap, really. This would have bridged it. Mm-hmm. And then it would have given us something to anticipate too and dread when we were going to Rock Canyon. It's like, ooh, what? Who's Claw? What's this? Ooh, yes. they got to be let out of a cage. Foreshadowing. Mm. Yeah. Maybe there was just too much suspense, and maybe they, it was just <laughs> clashing with the tone and vibe that they were going with for the, with this game. It, the the cutscene definitely would have felt more at home, maybe in yeah. Jack Two or Jack Three. I don't know. I feel like what they're missing from the first game is like higher stakes, and this would have helped. Yeah. A little. Yeah. No, I I agree. I totally agree. I just this is the first go around for this one, so mm. oh, it makes me wonder what else was left in the cutting room floor. Oh, definitely. Oh God, I'd love to know. But there there is an interesting story behind how they got this video. So the Luminar Light on YouTube, which is the publisher of the video, they say they acquired the audio ages ago from a private Precursor Legacy build. Then, thanks to a video by Funky Delia, Delir, Delier, Delier, okay, they saw that they could load the level in the scene, and then it had an interactable goal and Meyer in it. And then, if you interacted with goal, it plays the unused cutscene, but without the audio. Obviously, it wasn't intended to be seen. But then, the people at Luminaire Light thought it seemed familiar. So after some faff that was resolved with the help of Water 111, they eventually overlaid the audio that they had discovered ages ago, and voila, it nearly perfectly fits. You can even hear some of the recording studio at the end of the audio. Shout out to Water 111. What a legend. Yep. Oh, he's involved in the... um. In the goal project that we're going to talk about at some point Ooh. with Orestus. Yeah, so he's popping up a lot. He must be really prominent in the Jack and Daxter behind mm. the scenes sort of thing. Good for him. But yeah, I mean, I did love that bit at the end of the recording when you can hear it's like someone's in the studio when they're recording it. I did love that they just left that in. What, yeah, you can't really tell what they're saying or don't they say cut or something like that? They mm-hmm. say something like, did you hear or... Yeah, it's just really ambiguous. I would love, no- I would love to know who on the Naughty Dog team it was, or if it was just like a runner. I was gonna say, it very well could be the Naughty Dog team. I mean, the scene is very rough, and it looks like it was abandoned pretty early on That's in development. True. So, um, and I don't know, I w- I often wonder, like, because they keep things in the code like this, and um, I'm like, why don't they just remove them? It could have been like you could have use that extra space for something else i don't i don't know i'm not a programmer though so i don't know how any of that works yeah i mean when i looked at the scene though it didn't seem really undone like i thought they might have left it in because they'd done the sort of heavy lifting on the scene and they wanted someone to one day discover it maybe i don't know um the camera angles just seemed very um it didn't seem like it was as fluid as the other cutscenes. there was a couple things here and there that kind of clipped I could tell that um, it just didn't look finished to me. And you also mentioned... That's what it feels like. It feels like they kind of gave up on it. (laughs) They gave up, yeah. (laughs) I made a point. Maybe they couldn't figure out how to 
not play the cutscene after that one time. Like maybe if you return to Misty Island, it would play the cutscene again, and they just couldn't figure out how to make it only play just one time. I believe that at at a, at a particular point, and then not again. That's a know. good point. That's a really good point because the timing is quite exact. Really, it's just when you finished Misty Island. Yeah, and would it be yeah. like if you if you made if you got all the precursor power cells, would it just be a particular one? Maybe they, yeah. Yeah, mm, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. Uh, just real quick, just uh, this definitely seems like a type of content that uh channels such as uh, Tetra Bit Gaming or Son of a Son of a Glitch, uh, would cover. They are uh, those are the channels <laughs> that I watch. Uh, they. Uh, I can't think of much any other games that have like crazy glitches and such. The only thing that comes to mind right now is uh, SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom. Oh my god, that game is littered with glitches <laughs> from the original to the remake. Like it's really. I love that game. I love that game. Oh yeah, it's a really good game. A lot of uh, I feel like I've seen people who speedrun Jack and Dexter also tend to speedrun that game as well. What 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 is that on? Is it on PS2 or? Yes. <gasps> I might try that if it's a good one. Well, they remade it, so now it's like on the PS Network, I think. It's on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC, and all that now, I think. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to be trying that one. If you've ever played Psychonauts, that's essentially that game, only with SpongeBob, <laughs> a coat of paint instead of the whatever's going on in Psychonauts. Oh. Well, I, I have not, but... Oh, is that... um? Isn't the guy who plays Samos in... That game, the the Skyronauts, was it? And Warren Brown. Psychonauts, maybe. Psychonauts or Skyrim? What? Uh, Psychonauts. Wasn't Warren Brown in that? Uh, Possibly. Perhaps. Probably. I think I remember that. I, whenever Psych Psychonauts might have been made around the same time as Jack and Dexter. Yes, yes. I just looked it up. Ah, that's cool. Prince of Persia, Psychonauts, Battle Zone. Damn. Wow. Wow. That wraps up our discussion about the new cutscene in the Jack and Dexter Precursor Legacy game. And now we are moving on to our area by area for Golan Myers Citadel. Is that right? Yay! Mm -hmm. Finally. Good job. So first, before we get into the missions, we have a cutscene with Samos. We find him and he is locked up. I didn't understand. Why, why does Dexter say... Ask him if he's sweeping the floor now. I don't understand it. Dexter is the cleaner of the house of the of Samos's hut. Like, pretty sure yeah. Samos like kind of hired him on to keep the place clean. Yeah, that's like a reoccurring joke between the two of them. I understand. Or like, just... I understand that bit. I just don't. I don't know. I, it just goes over my head. Why would? Why? No, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Samos is trapped, and Dexter's like, oh, so they got. Do they got you sweeping the floor here? Like, instead of me? Like, finally, it's oh, not me. Like, like a prisoner. Correct. Oh, In fuck me. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. so It's like, mm, how the tables have turned. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of a vibe. Well, in the cutscene, we learn that Gola and Maya have found the functional remains of a precursor robot and have added artifacts that they've scavenged. It's the one thing that can open the dark eco-silos. Jack and Daxa are then set the mission by Samos to set free all four of the sages that are being held as prisoners by Golamaya. 
and then if they do that, they will then be able to break the force shield surrounding the robot before they use it to destroy the world. That's Golden Maya will use it to destroy the world. So yeah, a bit of a meaty task. Mm-hmm. Initial thoughts on the area? Um, good grief. I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but I feel like there is an enormous difficulty spike. <laughs> yes. Yeah, definitely. There's There are a lot of obstacles in here. Jack 2 is starting to creep into this game a little bit. Mm. Yeah, there you, yeah, kind of. I was surprised they didn't add like characters or enemies that uh, would take like three hits to defeat. This seems like the area that they would do that. Right. Mm-hmm. They are all quite like the live enemies are really easy. Even the obstacles, there wasn't really anything. I don't know, just a lot of them. Like some of the obstacles were quite redundant, like the big cube-like platforms that just spin. I mean, yeah, you just get on it and you walk across it. But you just kind of have to time everything just right, too. Yeah, I am loving the robot though. I love that it looks like it's sleeping. It reminds me of Frankenstein's monster. It's just very limp. I do like that. <laughs> I love all the, um, because they said they've had to salvage uh, artifacts. It definitely looks like a, like a shot class project from hell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, um, this is like whenever I've ever gone through like for the platinum trophy, this is the one area where it takes me the longest to find all the precursor orbs. Mm-hmm. I, I don't oh, know yeah. where they hide them. The layout is so confusing at, at times. I get lost. <laughs> Yeah, the few times that I've I've ran this game and find all trying to get all every single orb, it's always Spider Cave or the Citadel that I always lose one and I can never find it. <laughs> that is awful. that is the like a recurring thing they do with the games. I know they do it on purpose. Like there's multiple ways you can go and there's no real order you need to do them. But I hate that. I really I don't. It's like FOMO. I feel like I'm missing out if I don't go the other way. Or I'm gonna get lost. Mm-hmm. I like it when it's more straightforward. Uh, the I did notice the color pads. They reminded me straight away of Mars Tome of Jack 2. I know they mm-hmm. it's not a puzzle yet, but they did remind me. Ah, I love it uh, in Jack 2. I just love the like all the puzzles having to do with sound in that particular level. Mm-hmm. Like you have to jump on the the color pads make a, ter- a sound. They have to hit the tombstones that make particular sounds. Mm. I like that. There's more of that, more of those kind of puzzles. I, lo- I love that stuff. Like I'm playing through Pokemon right now and I love it when you have to like solve little puzzles in the Pokemon gyms See, or whatever. You are the opposite to me. Whenever we get those really puzzly levels, I just think, oh, what a bore. I just, I just, I, to be honest, I prefer just the attacking the guards, if anything. I like using <laughs> the blue gun. Hulk smash! Yeah. <laughs> You're more of a, a f- fighter than a puzzle solver. Yeah, which is strange because I can't stand action films. So I don't know. I guess it's because I'm the one with a gun. Maybe I have issues. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when I first saw this level, I thought, yeah, I'm definitely going to fall a lot. Uh there's, it's mm-hmm. just a huge, empty, bottomless pit everywhere you go, mm-hmm. every single level that you mm-hmm. peek out into. Um, and then, of course, to get to the final level, you got to climb upwards, so more falling. <laughs> um, I do love the ancient precursor feel to it. If you just kind of take a second to look around, look at the the, mm-hmm. the walls and the platforms and all that, it's got a very... like a, 
once you save all the sages, you there's the some platforms that come up, and I like those platforms because they got spikes coming out of them. They're not like your typical uh, precursor platforms that are kind of neat and nice and shiny and mm-hmm. whatnot. This one, they look a little rugged, and they got some spikes on it. Uh, gives it a little character, kind of shows some progression. And my only were the original steampunk gods, precisely. Uh, some of the colorful bridges don't really work in a sense like there's like at least two short ones that it's just like why is this even here like i can just jump over this so that's like my one critique i guess <laughs> if, mm. of the level is that just some of those colorful bridges are just don't really work mm-hmm. there's no real purpose of them there is a lot to look at in this level like i feel like they put all their not all their energy, but a lot of their energy into the aesthetic of this level. Like it's colorful mm-hmm. and there's, it's just more detailed. It's lovely. I did, I was watching a video by Super Saiyan Paul though, and he made a really good point that there are so many orbs, but there's nothing left to spend them on. So why are there so many here? Yeah, it would have been cool to see one more type of character in this citadel, maybe before the citadel. Uh, where you can talk to like a precursor guy, give him 120 orbs for power cell. Yeah. See him kind of just yeah. crank like a cool. I think a good place for him would have been like the very top before you go into the elevator. There's like kind of like a wooden bridge, not bridge, but platform that goes circles around. Yeah. Uh, before you go into the elevator, if you go all the way to the left instead of the right where the entrance to the elevator is, go all the way to the left. That would be enough cool place for another like guy to just be like okay here's a couple more orbs give me my power cells that would be here's some words of wisdom yada 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 yeah 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 maybe he gives you a little bit of advice of what's to come because he's a part of the citadel and yeah that would be cool he get oh yeah he that could maybe he could that could be the first time we get any sort of reference to the light eco it could have been like a glorious that awaits you but a combined powers of all the ecos speaking of which um i don't i haven't i could be wrong so don't hold me to this but i feel like the only eco that you use in this level is the blue eco for the launch plat uh, platforms um i don't remember seeing red eco no you use it all you do oh i don't remember using you don't use red red is the red is the only one you don't use actually but dark eco is always there okay i mean and obviously green eco Green eco's always there. And there's blue eco. Yeah, green eco. <laughs> yellow eco, you shoot the, you shoot his arm. Oh, but I meant like the before, like in the actual Citadel area. Like it could have been to use all your powers, you know, oh. trying to get that platform. And then that could have prepared you, you know, like, oh, you're going to have to use everything. Oh, the little munchkin guys. You use yellow and red there. Oh, you do? okay. <laughs> I, see, I, I don't remember. So don't come after me. Little munchkin guys. I don't know what the hell they're called, but they're like little tiny guys and they go... <laughs> They, uh, you use yellow and red eco in that area. Mm. Okay. That's in the Citadel. I am correct. (laughs) It is a good point, though, CJ. I mean, like, it would have been nice if they really utilized all the eco. Like, really a lot. Because that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, and they definitely make do, uh, or they don't tell you you have all this stuff in Jack 2 and 3, but it is there. Mm-hmm. Well, Jack 3, I think, is a lot better. Jack 3 reminds you that you do have the light and dark Jack powers, which Jack 2 forgets to remind you that you have those. Yeah, because you can pretty much go through the whole game without... No, you don't have the light Jack in um, Jack 2, do you? I thought that was just a Jack 3. No, 
Yeah, I mean, I was just talking about just the Jack, uh, just the Dark Jack. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. For Jack Two. Yeah. With Jack Three, there are light and dark eco vents everywhere. You get, you constantly get prompted. Oh, don't forget to use this. Mm. <laughs> if I could touch on one point, the uh, color pads and Mars Tomb, kind of the the similarity and puzzles and all that. Uh, mm. It'd be interesting to find out, uh, or maybe not interesting to find out. Maybe it's more I like to think. That when it came to Mars Tomb, maybe uh, Gull and Maya actually pay- played a part in creating it. I like to think maybe that, Ooh. based on how their citadel is set up. How would that work? I was just thinking about this too. Like, what do you guys think the purpose of the citadel was? I mean, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think citadel is like an, a religious or some sort of church. Does that have mm. anything to do with religion? Yeah. I could be dead wrong. I don't know um, if it's it's the religion of the precursors, I guess that in that sense, and uh, uh, they built. Pretty sure the citadel was built for the precursor robot, and then they used the robot to open the silos to destroy the world. That's well, what Samos kind of explained. I just googled it. Oh, citadel is a fortress. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say. I just googled it, and it's a fortress, typically one on high ground above a city. So that makes sense. Okay. I don't know why I thought it was like a church of some sort. It does sound. It sounds like you could link it to cathedral sort of thing. I guess that's what I'm <gasps> thinking. That's probably what it is. I get more churchy vibes in Jack Three with that one area. I don't remember what it's called. Oh, I mean that's the monk temple. I mean uh, it's literally like yeah. their church. <laughs> yeah, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I love. Oh, I love. I can't wait until we get there. That's one of my favorite levels of all the games. Love that temple. I am. Um, really looking forward to getting to the late games like we are nearly at the end of this one so i'm really let's talk about these sages <laughs> yes thoughts on the sages oh. i noticed straight away that the blue sage sounds like he belongs on scooby-doo like he sounds like a dorky <laughs> enemy that gets on the gang's nerves yeah i could see that hmm. i like the blue sage he's pretty cool i think he's funny i like him he's definitely i think has the most personality of all of the sages mm. at least what little we get to see of them Oh, I don't know. The Red Sage. Is that the one who wants to eat Daxter? Uh, I I believe so. Is it? No, I don't think it is. It's the one that's like... No, that's the yellow one. Yeah. Oh, the yellow one? He wants to make muskrat stew. <laughs> it's like my favorite reoccurring jerk with Daxter. Who'd have thought that this be the day that I'd be saved by a boy and his muskrat? Is that what he said? <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't know what he was saying. I, I didn't... What is a muskrat? It's just... some of the, uh, the the mixing with the volume and the voices is sometimes off in this game. Like sometimes the background music's playing way too loud, yeah. or the voices are really low. It, the they, the mixing could have been a little bit better, I think. I agree. Like in the in the cutscene that you get to after you've unlocked all the sages, I did notice that as well. I was like, why have they put the music so loud over the actual voices? No subtitles either. Hmm. Oh, that was so sad. When I came back to Jack and Dexter and I was like, all right, I'll turn on the subtitles. Oh, there's no subtitles. Nope. Mm. No subtitles. Yeah, I mean, in the when I posted the for feedback on the cutscene, there was a few comments. They were saying that they, they were deaf and how tricky it is to play the game when there's like, you know, you haven't got subtitles. I was like, that's such a <laughs> basic thing to have for people who are deaf. Why wouldn't you just include that? 
Mm, I mean, maybe they weren't thinking. It, it was 2001, so um, it was before the era of being PC, I guess, or whatever, mm. or trying to be inclusive of everybody. Maybe they just I don't, the, the cutscenes add. I feel like so little, and, and you pretty much get the entire story and plot within the first like cutscene. So I feel like all the cutscenes in this game kind of feel superfluous in a way. Like we don't get to see any. We don't get to see any of these sages until we have to rescue them. Like, I think it would have been cool to see the sages as you learn the dark eco powers. Maybe they could have been the ones to introduce them to you or to talk to you over the radio. And then maybe when you get to the red or the yellow eco, then it's like, we can't, we can't contact the, um, the sages. Something's going on. I don't know. It would be so frustrating though, if you like, even like to not know what they were saying, because you did say that. In, when they remake the game as well, like on PS4 and PS3, they didn't do the subtitles then either. Well, I feel like because I remember what the subtitles looked like in Jack 2 and 3, and they're using the same font, so they probably just literally copied and pasted the game um. or did whatever they did. You know, they, I don't think they actually went in and added those subtitles again. They look the same as the ones from before, so. See, that's lazy. I could definitely see them adding, I could definitely see them adding subtitles if they ever re- remade the first game mm. yeah if they like r- legit remade it not just remastered it or just put it on an emulator <laughs> like they did with the ps4 yeah collection. i'm tired mm. of ports just re- if you gotta port your game like four like on your fourth console like please just remake the, th- the thing <laughs> like holy hell <laughs> agreed I'm just—it just shocks me, knowing how money hungry and greedy Sony can be, that they haven't tried to milk this franchise more. Mm. Yeah. Maybe they're getting to it. Maybe it's probably a good thing because we—I mean, they—they they saw the writing on the wall with that, um, with that one game, which I've never heard of before. The name escapes me. <laughs> I think we know. Lost Frontier, maybe. Never heard of it. <laughs> well. I noticed the voice acting for the blue and the red sage. No, it was the red sage, the yellow sage. They sound really alike. Like, it almost sounded like they just had the same voice actor. It's quite possible. But one time he put on a southern accent. (laughs) It's possible. I I wouldn't know for sure, but... I did Google it, and no, it's not. They're all different. All different actors. Oh. Uh, Who are your guys' favorite sage, other than Samos, is what I wanted to know. Oh, uh, probably the blue one. Oh, I like how nerdy he is, and he seems like he—he he seems cool. Like he seems like he really wants to help Jack and Daxter. Oh, that's a nice reason. I like the red sage. He's got a—he's got a nice calm voice, uh, mm. and mm-hmm. and I—I I really would have liked to seen, uh, each of these guys in their huts. Actually, like, yeah, you can't really. It's—it's it's hard to like. I feel like everyone really would say. Samos is their famous, their their famous, their favorite because you see him more, you talk, you interact with him. These guys you only see towards the end, and then you beat the game, and then it's over, and then you're like, "Well, yeah, shit." Mm. I want to know these guys. I want to get to know them. Like I love, I love all of them. Honestly, I love all their personalities. I just really wish they could have worked them more. Like after the game, like once you beat it, they're back in their huts, and you could talk to them. And maybe there's like one extra level for y'all to do a little extra thing, something. Naughty Dog or whoever to take notes if you, when you remake this game, <laughs> let the sages go back. Give us a little more. Mm. I think 
and I just thought of this, and they probably won't do this because it would portray the first game in a, in, in a way, but I feel like if they do remake the first game, I want them to incorporate um, kind of the darkness from Jack 2 and 3, the, a bit more of the maturity. Like like we said, you know, we could have had that extra cutscene in there, have Golemiah stalking Jack, make it a bit more like sinister, um, have the yellow sages starting have the you know the eco sages starting to go missing make it like a mystery like what's going on mm. how is all this connected yeah yeah the game has lots and lots of potential for any remake uh to remake it and then add a bunch of stuff to it like I, this game was 20 20 years ago like to bring it back of course they're going to be able to look at it and think oh let's put this here let's put that there let's add this Mm -hmm. Mm. i hope they pay attention to the fans as much as sometimes we do at least somewhat at the time like they look into some of the pages or reddits and whatnot and kind of be like oh okay they kind of really like this or they didn't really i would hope they have a researcher like just someone to get a feel (laughs) of how the fandom's looking i'm sure hopefully i mean i don't know Naughty Dog kind of botched The Last of Us Part Two. Um, the o- online reaction, from what I've seen, has been really hostile from a lot of the fans. Oh. Um, but um, I, the one I've read about why Naughty Dog has never pursued Jack Four, it seems like every time they get it, they get it on the table, they just can't really work out something that would be faithful and something that the fans would enjoy. They feel because I remember the the deleted Jack Four. Um, concept art they said that the reason that they abandoned it, it they felt like they were straying too far away mm. from what jack and daxter was and they didn't want I'm to make something that. yeah no i admire the restraint like once again i mean this is sony we're talking about they usually don't know what restraint means <laughs> yeah hmm. <laughs> well pulling it back to these sages the yellow sage i don't know if he reminded you guys of him but he reminded me of the enemy at the end of the incredibles the underminer i put a little picture in the dock do you see the resemblance at all the way he's dressed in his hat yeah definitely absolutely oh, he looks like a like a lovable grandpa D- does he what the or ender horrific uncle yeah the underminer oh i was talking about the red sage oh Oh, yeah, I was talking about the Yellow Sage for the Underminer. Gotcha. And then another comparison, I thought the Red Sage looks like Santa Claus of the Jack and Daxter universe. He likes the colour red, and he even has dungarees and a hat. Yeah, I agree. He definitely has Santa Claus vibes. If they ever did, like, a Christmas magazine included Jack and Daxter, (laughs) he should definitely be on there, dressed up as Santa Claus. The Jack and Daxter holiday special. Yes, I would buy that. To be fair, if they did a magazine, I'd buy any edition, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Just don't make it like the Star Wars holiday special. I've, I've not seen that. It's trash. <laughs> it, 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 it's god-awful garbage. It has all... And, oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't need to get into, into it. Let's uh what's this what's the closing cutscene? Uh okay, so then after we complete the mission and you've set everyone free, we get the closing cutscene and Samos swoops up to the exit or the gate and he says that he and the other sages will keep the gate open, but it is up to Jack and Daxter to work out how to destroy the robot. I mean fuck. I thought that was quite the ask of like a sixteen year old boy and his pet, essentially. 
Absolutely. Yeah, like we haven't been doing everything ourselves already this game. What use are you, Samos? Yes, exactly. What good are you? I suppose it's because he knows that Jack is a hero. Like even, I know they didn't know the Jack 2 plot at this point, but at the beginning of this game, he seems to know that Jack is going to be a hero. So I guess it's just like a fulfilling prophecy. I have to assume that on some level, the developers were intending to make a sequel. They obviously didn't know where they were going to go with it. Mm. But um, I have to, I have to think that they always planted those seeds, you know, just to like cover their own butts just in case. I could see that. Like if they made a sequel, then I imagine no matter what, they were expecting Jack to be the hero. So yeah, that, that does track, I think. Anyway. I'm kind of curious why... Uh, how the sages all zap the the shield or whatnot for the precursor robot is like i kind of don't get why they did that like what did that do or help yeah i thought that i thought why would you need to get rid of the shield that's protecting the robot i don't know if they were going to try and destroy it after the shield was broken i i don't really know that's all i can Maybe. think but then, and then my other point that i kind of have is the well they get into the robot and then they fly up but there's an elevator there. Like, where? how'd they fly? <laughs> they just fly through the elevator. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, even if the shield was still up, I feel like they could have... May- oh, maybe the... No, that- okay, that still doesn't make sense. Like, the shield was up to prevent... Golem... Like, ah! It's- I don't understand it. Yeah, like... Like, it- the- if, the- if they kept too. the shield up, Golemaya couldn't get into the robot to then go to the uh, to the silo. But, like... They all zapped the shield to turn it off, and then Golemaya just leave. They're like, okay, whatever, losers, bye. Yeah, and it's not as if they were <laughs> planning on attacking the robot there and then without the shield, because Samos says you have to go up there and figure out how to kill the robot. It does it does seem like sloppy narration here. And yeah, it's like yeah. well what's the point of like the robot's not there anymore, there's no shield. You guys are just sitting around with your fingers in your butts. Like, can you come up here and help this poor 16-year-old who's trying to help his best friend? Like, please? That's such a good point. Well, I just, I just thought of this. Um, given what we know about Haven City's location in relation to Sandover Village and the rest of the uh, Jack and Dexter Precursor Legacy world, um, there's another um, a robot, a fully functional, not broken, not janky-looking robot, just underground, as we know from when Vigor um, summons the ro- uh, robot in Jack 3. So if Golemai had just been a bit more thorough in their search, they would have found a fully functioning precursor robot mm. that they didn't need to rebuild. Dang, it's like that scene in Holes, you know, when she had just been missing the treasure all those years. That is exactly, yeah. That would be painful yeah. to realize. Yeah, they. when is the earliest point that they figure out that Golemai are evil? I feel like it was at least halfway through or something like that it's the, it's the volcanic mm. crater that's when we find out that gall the dark sage gall is the evil gall that we've been that we saw in the beginning yeah because that's the only reason they find out they're evil is next they were tracking them down to help daxter yeah yeah to think yeah the line uh gall says to think you came all the way this came all this way for my help how would he would have known that oh yeah that too i also i had that thought well i guess there's somewhat like like they were kind of stalking them i guess in a way so maybe it kind of makes sense uh and given the cutscene the unused cutscene at the beginning 
maybe that was a that maybe that kind of, maybe kind of ties into how they were stalking Jack and Dexter and knowing their plans and what they were doing. Uh, I mean, maybe that's something that they planned to have more of, but then they it was taking up too much room. They yeah. didn't have enough space. Maybe that's what I'm so thinking. they decided to just axe that uh, uh, plot art completely i don't know i think goal is a smart guy surely and he's the dark eco sage surely he would have looked at daxter and thought that's dark eco that's done that to you so you're coming for me he's also got multiple number one hits yes with a very a very successful metal band oh yeah twisted sisters yes and um i may have said this in the very beginning of the podcast when we first started but there is a reference to um twisted sister um I think this is during the battle. Um, one of the things Gaul will say is, we're not going to take it. Oh, that's awesome. That is brilliant. I was just going to make a joke, but that is amazing. <laughs> that is actually what he said. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. Only Twisted Sister has ever said that line. <laughs> it's their song. Do you know that song? I, I do, but... We're not gonna... But this line, we're not going to take it, I don't, I don't know if that's a direct reference what? to the song. No, I, I read it in the trivia that it was a direct um, or deliberate reference. Oh, alright. Well, Of thanks. course it is! It's the title of the song! It's like their biggest hit! Well, yeah, but I mean, that's still just we're not gonna take it. That's that's a casual phrase. That's I don't think they coined that phrase. <laughs> I don't know. That seems a little clunky in the situation. Yeah. Like, I would have said something else like, you're not gonna stop us! We are invincible! Or, you yeah. know, whatever. Cliché evil dialogue <laughs> i was it sounds like they've crowbarred it in i'll have to rewatch it i'll have to rewatch the the jack and dexter scene i don't i don't really remember it anyway that wraps up our area by area for the citadel for this episode now we are moving on to fandom happenings god we need to rename this have you guys got any ideas for this section name for just fan mm. fan material? Yeah, we're just looking at what's going on in the fandom. Uh, I can't think of anything right now. <laughs> I'm not good at coming up with names. <laughs> we'll, we'll revisit it. Anyway. I'm an English major and I can't do this. Oh my god. It's like the worst <laughs> thing for me is coming up with titles. Well, I mean, it is on the spot, so no shade. Yeah, what do we got going on? What we have been noticing for the past two weeks is that the Jack and Daxter games are being brought up by big names on Twitter. So the Game Awards made a post that said, you're the CEO of video games and can only develop a sequel to one of these games. Which do you pick? And Jack and Daxter was in amongst the four titles. Why is Dead Space there? <laughs> Dead Space has two other games already. <laughs> I mean, Jack has five. Yeah. Yeah. That is that yeah. is a point. I don't, <laughs> Why wouldn't they put like yeah, Jack no. X on there rather than the first Jack and Dexter? Everyone's been wanting the sequel to Jack X. Uh maybe Jack Four, Dead Space Four. I can see Dead Space Four, Jack Four. I don't know. I don't know what these other two games are, but I assume they have at least three games made. Maybe they all. It's a correlation. They all need a fourth game. Yeah. I mean, I should say, the, the four games that are in this tweet are Jack and Daxter, The Precursor Legacy, F-Zero, Dead Space, and Soul Reaver? Yeah, I think Soul Reaver. Wow. What a name. That looks so old. 
Well, I'm pretty biased. I choose Jack and Dexter in this. Same. This lot. And the first reply to that tweet also said Jack and Dexter. Is that even a question? So that is good. Um, <laughs> my favorite director, John Carpenter, loves the Dead Space franchise. He's always said if he makes a, any movie based on a video game, he would want it to be Dead Space. Oh, wow. I've, I have never even heard of Dead Space. Oh, it's <laughs> scary. It's oh. a horror space oh, God, game. Yeah. Like, it's pretty creepy. I'm playing the second one right now, and it's oh. it's also quite challenging. Like, But it's fun. Like, I enjoy it. It's like Alien mixed with Event Horizon. It's really good. Is it a PS2 game again, originally? I think PS3. Oh, okay. Dang. Oh, well. Another tweet about the Jack and Daxter games came from Dr. Uckerman, Neil Druckmann, and... His tweet says, Silent Hill, The Secret of Monkey Island, Jack and Daxter, Metroid, Metal Gear Solid, ooh, and Fatal Frame. What am I looking at here? What is this? He's replying to Game Awards. Oh, yeah. So Game Awards originally tweeted, which of the franchises would you love to see get the anime treatment from Netflix? So that was his response. And Jack and Daxter was among them. I think this. I think with the twentieth anniversary of the games coming up, I would be so surprised if they don't announce anything this year. They have to do something more than just a tweet saying it's twenty years old. Like, come mm. on, Naughty Dog, do something with this game. Tickle our fancy. What is going on over there at Sony? I need to know. <laughs> they must have something. Gee, what is their? Have they got a game that they've announced lately? That's like a big game in Who? the works. For which part? Sony. Sony and Naughty Dog. Uh, I'm surprised they haven't made like a, a Jumanji video game based on the um, Jumanji movies they've been coming out with. Oh, that's as far bit, as I know, that would be that would be cool. There's Uncharted movies cool. coming out. There's Uncharted movie or TV series or something like that. But not a game. Yeah, it's got. Well, it's based off the game. I know, but it, like they'd have like a different body of people making the game to the entertainment, wouldn't they? Like, what are Gosh. they spending their time on right now? I want to know. I think maybe they're taking a break, a huge break from Last of Us Part 2. Because that was a heavy, uh, that's a huge game. That's like a 68, 80-hour game. Apparently, there are rumors of an Uncharted 5 coming out later this oh, year. Oh, yeah, we talked about that last Ugh. week. Fuck's sake. Enough with the Uncharted. <laughs> right. That's so PS3. Mm. Nah, I love Uncharted. I hope they keep going with it. As long as oh, it's good, God. don't Last of Us two it up. <laughs> I mean, there is no denying that Uncharted has been massively successful on a scale that Jack and Daxter never even came close to. Mm. I just uh, want true. more fantasy in it. That's I played like the first level in it, you know, so to speak, and I just found it so dull, like dull as dishwater. I want some fantasy in these games. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna like Uncharted. It's a Ooh. big puzzle game. Oh God adventure action movie <laughs> puzzle game that's straight up and charted like wow <laughs> that's like all the things that I don't is like. like your living nightmare <laughs> well i won't i won't be getting that one it's fine so something else that's been going on in the fandoms it's more in the facebook groups now so people seem to be more active with the memes lately and it really does seem lately there just seems to be like an overflow of memes coming into the facebook groups what the fuck is this pickle zig about? And then there was a cigarette, a ziggarette, and finally a chili pepper zig. Have you guys seen these? 
Yeah, these are like yeah. triggering my uncanny valley like anxiety. <laughs> Especially the pickle one. I don't know why. It's just it looks, unsettling. It looks really dirty. Like I thought it was something dirty when I first saw it. Yeah, no, I thought it was something else entirely. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's a pickle? Mm, okay. Same, yeah. I did appreciate the ziggurette, though. The cigarette zigger. Zig, zig on a zig. I did like that one. Careful I like the, the, like the chili pepper one. Ooh. Hot. <laughs> what did you say then, Gav? Yeah, he calls uh, Jack and Dexter chili peppers. Ah, yeah, that is a good call. That's why he's face on chili pepper. You want to be wastelanders, huh, doughboys? <laughs> the zig i think is just a dumb pun and i think the pickle is mm. a rick and morty kind of meme uh fuck rick and morty yeah I, it's it's it says on the post i'm pickle sig just like rick and morty oh okay that's the thing yeah these, about. <laughs> yeah these are awful i hate whoever made these uh don't <laughs> make them ever again no i'm just kidding they're they're all right just i like them i love these sort going. of things <laughs> Especially the cigarette. I think they're supposed to be hated on. I think they made them because, like, like here, look at this stupid joke. That's how I see it. So I see a lot of the jokes in, what is it called, Jack and Dexter eco posting. A lot of the jokes in there is just people mm. like kind of pushing limits, of of the page and seeing what's gonna get allowed, and then eventually they have like a dumb pun phase. Oh, I love I love all that stuff. That's why I like the Facebook groups because they are they can be so cheesy. They just sort of embrace the sort of old format of facebook i really like it <laughs> yeah i don't get on facebook too too much so i don't see it too often i hate facebook honestly i try to use <laughs> literally every other app more than facebook same oh see facebook is the most user friendly i just got family on there i deleted it off my phone i can't get into twitter uh, yeah, you can. See, I love I love the messiness of Twitter. People are always like going at each other and starting drama. Mm. And I, I live I live to be messy. <laughs> I like Twitter because it's more informational than Facebook. I have my notifications set up so anytime a certain song, game, or whatever the case may be, uh, produced by whatever company, actor, person, whatever the YouTuber, uh, I have their notifs on, so I'm immediately notified whenever something goes on you can't i don't think you can really get that with facebook facebook's just more for like old 40 year old people to talk to each other show their pictures of dogs yeah that is handy i mean on facebook if you like a page then it does it but that's not the same i yeah that is a good bonus for twitter yeah the only thing on facebook i like is jack and dexter eco posting honestly so thank you for all the jokes honestly <laughs> fair enough fair enough Okay, so that wraps up episode 19 of Jacked. Thank you for listening. Hell yes. Mm. <laughs> Love, peace, and hair grease. We'll catch you in the next one. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Be sure to leave a comment in our little email in the comment section below. Oh, or yes. Wherever you can find it. What is the Gmail exactly? It is jacked.podcast at gmail.com. Hell yeah. Give us some juicy information about whatever is to come of this game or anything interesting that anything you find interesting about the game. Let us know. We'll talk <laughs> about it. That's what I meant to say. All right. I'm done talking. Peace. Bye. Au revoir. Congratulations. You made it to the end. Don't let the door hit you on the way out.